What if you could pinpoint these key concepts that you could teach your child, that you could layer into the conversations as you're getting ready in the morning, as you're driving to school, driving to sports? What kind of impact could that have on the life of your child long-term? When instead of listening to everything everyone has to say around them, they knew what God's Word said of who God is, how would that change things? Welcome to our Snapshot series, where we are going to be taking these core ideas of who God is, different attributes of God, and we're going to be learning them in a way that we can speak them into the lives of our children, both now and every day moving forward for the rest of our lives. Our God is gracious. This is the sister, almost, of what we talked about yesterday, that our God is merciful. Our God is gracious to us. We want our children to understand even the differences between grace and mercy. We want them to see these two beautiful facets of who God is because these are what expand and make the gospel come alive especially to our children in those formative years when they're in our home. And we're having these kind of loaded gospel conversations all the time. You know, every day you're walking with your children and every day you're going to spend time in correction, in reproof, in rebuke, maybe even in discipline. You're going to spend time calling them to walk like Jesus, exhorting them to make better choices, encouraging them, and often even just disciplining them. But if we leave out in these conversations the language of grace and mercy, not because we are the source of grace and mercy, but because God is the source of grace and mercy, if we leave that out of the conversation, then this is a performance-driven mandate of behavior that we're giving our kids. There's no other way around it. So we want to understand that our God is gracious to us so that we can put that language in place for our children. And I know that for some of you, your kids are older and you're like, I didn't do this. I am promising you right now, you can change your course of language. You can change the way conversations go. I want you to get so entrenched in these truths for yourself that they just flow out. And you're like, you know, God, God is so full of grace for you. And it can help me be full of grace for you. I mean, that that's truly the hope of the gospel in parenting. It's not that I'm some wellspring of grace, that I'm such a great mom. It's that I am abiding in the source of all grace. It's that His grace is being experienced by me because of my life, my needs, and it flows out when now I'm in a relationship with my child according to what they need. So what is this truth, that God is gracious? Psalm 145.8 says, God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and great in loving kindness. In fact, that phrasing, if you want to take some time this week with your children and do something fun, but also something that will make their eyes kind of open wide, look at every time in the Old Testament, especially, that that sentence is used. 
and talk about what's going on when God says this. Because he says it with Moses. He says it over and in the Psalms. He says it over and over and over again. This is who he is. This is him introducing himself to us. Hey, I'm God. I'm gracious and merciful. I'm slow to anger and I'm great in loving kindness. Meaning he's like huge. It's overflowing. Grace is a part of who he is. It is always extended to us. Always. There is not a pullback of God's grace because it is his character. So remember, we've talked about the fact that he's immutable, meaning he will not change. So the fullness of his grace is ever present. It's always there. It's never rescinded. So that's really hard for us to understand in our humanness because we've never experienced a relationship with perfect grace. I don't care how great your parents' relationship with you is. I don't care how great you are having relationships with your own kids. They are not going to experience the fullness of God's grace in relationship with you. There will be places in time where we, in our anger, where we, in our own self-protection, where we, with whatever mechanisms that maybe have been taught or shown to us and been examples for us over time, like we will, there will be places in time that we do not extend full grace. And for that, we can walk back in and be sorry. But what we need to help our children understand is that they haven't experienced it apart from God. But just because they haven't experienced it anywhere else, standing inside of that fullness, inside of that knowledge will become very important because God is the only one who won't let you down. Receiving what we have never earned, what we do not deserve, that is grace. So mercy is you didn't get what you earned. You didn't get what you deserved. We talked about mercy yesterday. You deserved this, but you did not get it. I gave you mercy instead. Grace is I'm giving you something you've never earned and you do not deserve. God operates with two kinds of grace in the world. The first kind of grace is called common grace. This is the grace that keeps the earth on its axis and enough oxygen in the air for us and the right, we're in the right relationship with the sun and we breathe in and we breathe out and our bodies function and things work. This is common grace. It is extended over all of creation. But there is a second grace that is gospel-centered. God's saving grace is his favor to reconcile sinners through Jesus Christ. It is his goodness towards sinners. Before we've earned anything, proven anything, we are saved, right? It says this in Ephesians 2 several times, but it says, God, when you were dead in your trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Then down in verse 8, he says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. When we begin to step into conversations with our children, when it is clearly on display that their behavior is poor, that that they in no way 
in no way have done a good job. And I'm using air quotes with that. This picture, this truth that God is gracious to you, meaning you can't get pretty first and then maybe earn a little bit. There is no earning what God in the abundance of who he is, the abundance of being gracious, extends over and towards you. Again, remember, our children will be wrestling with questions because the enemy wants to convince them that God isn't gracious enough for this. And we want to layer in these truths and point out these scriptures and talk about them in the way they have been displayed in our own lives, where God has been gracious to us, where we've experienced the fullness of His forgiveness the making righteous when we were unrighteous, when we speak about that with our children, it shows, it is this testimony of who God is. They need to hear it again and again and again. Our God is gracious. Thanks for joining me today on Snapshots of Who God Is. Make sure you get on the newsletter so that you get not just today's truth, but the truths for this entire week. We send them out on a weekly basis so that you have them where you can keep them in front of you, keep them in your Bible, where you can learn them both for yourself and for your child.